My name is Melissa. I am 28 years old and I am trying to grow a human for the very first time. This is a podcast about pregnancy, all the ups and downs that come with it, and the things I never knew and probably should about having an actual baby. All thoughts are my own, I'm not a medical professional, but facts and musings will be backed up by any research and medical advice that I may find. Welcome to Trying to Grow a Human. Hello, hello, lovely listeners, and welcome to episode three of Trying to Grow a Human. I can't believe it's episode three. It feels like so much has happened. Um, (laughs) How are you doing? I hope you're well. It's mid-July at the moment and it's very hot. It's what everyone's saying at the moment. It's so hot. It's too hot because it's the heat wave. It's the second heat wave I think we've had and um, it's a lot. As I've said before, I live in a flat. I am on the third floor which means it is very warm in here. Um, It's not that pleasant when it's this hot, so I hate to complain about heat, but yeah, I'm not enjoying it at all, especially being pregnant. I mean, you've got to stay cool when you're pregnant, and it's not easy when this heat is so overwhelming. So yeah, I'm I'm currently sitting in in a dark room. The curtains are closed. The windows are closed because I don't want too much noise. So yeah, I'm just gonna power through, hopefully not get too sweaty. Um, We've also had builders next door while this has been going on. So we've got noisy builders as well. It's it's not the best atmosphere, trying to get out of the flat as much as possible, but I don't want to step into the sun because it's absolutely searing. Anyway, don't want to be moaning straight away. (laughs) Uh, But I think I just have been. Sorry about that, guys. Um, And so, yeah, if you hear any noisy builders, I'm very sorry. Very sorry about that. So in this podcast, I'm going to be updating you on everything that has happened over the last month, giving you some of my recommendations that I have found useful over the first trimester. And of course, bringing you a fun fact that hopefully you never knew before about pregnancy. Now, I've got loads to update you on, so let's get straight to it. So, after the last episode, I mentioned that I had an appointment the next day, and this was my very first midwife appointment, which is referred to as a booking appointment. And it was really great. (laughs) It was so, so nice. I was quite nervous like the thought of it it's the first time I'm talking about being pregnant properly with somebody and you know you you were I get a bit anxious about these things but it was just so nice to be able to talk to a medical professional in depth and in person about actually being pregnant like she gave us me and Adam the space to just talk about what we wanted and ask her questions and it was it was very lovely and I don't want to bore you with the details of what actually goes on in a booking appointment, as you can find that all out on the NHS website, but I'll give you a brief overview. Um, You basically talk through your care, what's going to be happening throughout the next seven months, basically, and go over 
your own and your family's medical history, including Adam's medical history as well, well, his family's, because, you know, part of him is in this baby. Um, and they also chat about, in terms of the medical history, it's not just physical history, it, it, it includes mental health as well, which I think is really important. You know, has anyone else in your family struggled with postnatal depression or anything like that? And it's just so that they can be aware that it might happen to me or if it's just generally something they should be aware of. They also do a blood and a urine test at this appointment as well. And this test is for the mum. It's to test their blood and their urine to check everything's okay. And I believe that the blood test is just to check if you have any certain diseases, maybe you weren't even sure of underlying um, health problems. Um, and I think the urine was to check the amount of protein, but I could be wrong there, so bear with me. And in terms of the blood test, they also check your blood type, your blood group. And... I found out, well, actually, I did know because my mum told me when I when I told her I was pregnant, she brought it up, um, that I am something called rhesus negative. And it is an important thing to know if you are pregnant, and you'll be told this through with your midwife anyway. Um, and I won't go into all the details now because there's kind of a lot to say on it. So I'll speak about that another time. Now, I was nervous at first, as I said, uh, with it being my first proper appointment, but I definitely felt at ease as soon as I met my midwife. It was a very reassuring time, appointment, and it felt quite apt because there was a woman who was in before us with my midwife who left with a baby in her pram, and my midwife told us that she felt a bit emotional because that was her last appointment with her and she'd been with her throughout her pregnancy and obviously to see the baby and check the baby's all okay afterwards. So it felt really apt that she just had her last appointment with her and then she was having her first appointment with us. So it was quite, it was quite special and we're really lucky because we're part of a team, a midwife team that provides continuity of care, which isn't always the case. And this means that she will be at all my appointments. She's the one I will speak to and see. And it will just be a little bit comforting because you don't have to speak to someone new each time and explain your situation. So we didn't know that was going to happen. And obviously, we're really, really happy about that. And I've even got a WhatsApp number for her. Like if, if I have any queries or need to reach out and I'm worried about something, I can just WhatsApp her. Which is amazing. So, yeah, lots of good things came from that um, appointment. It was a lot of great information. And what was really good was that she was reassuring, but also honest in her advice. She wasn't just telling me what I wanted to hear. She told me, don't do this, do that. Or if I told her, for example, I told her that I was worried because you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling nausea that all these women feel and which is probably the most common thing you read about. And she was just like, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> women just experience so many different things. And she listed all these symptoms and I was kind of like, yeah, no, I have, I have felt some of those. And 
she was just like, just don't, don't worry about it and please don't compare. So again, it was just nice to talk to someone face to face who is a midwife, who's done it all and knows her stuff. So I think me and Adam left like full of information and a bit of overwhelm, but we were really happy. After this appointment, we actually went to something called a reassurance scan. And some people might not know what this is. We didn't really know about it. I think I'd heard it on a podcast before and been like, oh, that sounds interesting. Well, but it basically is, is that you can book in at a clinic or somewhere nearby or just do a Google and find out a private clinic. So you do have to pay uh, to get a scan done of your baby. And the reason people do this is because on the NHS, you don't get your scan until I think between 12 to 14 weeks. So, you know, I found out I'm pregnant at about, I think it was week three, and you've got to wait all this time to do a scan and actually see your baby and check everything's okay and be like, oh, there, there's the baby. The baby has a heartbeat and all of that. And, you know, it's a great feeling. So the reason people do it, of course, is so that they can see the baby earlier and check earlier how things are going. And we undenied a lot about doing this private scan. We weren't sure about it. We were like, well, maybe we can wait, maybe we can wait. But I think in the end, as I've said before, this first trimester has felt very long. It's difficult because a lot of it you are on your own. You're not speaking to medical professionals earlier on. You can do, I suppose, um, but you're doing everything on your own and you're just hoping everything is cooking in there correctly. <laughs> and for us, I think we just needed that little boost. And like I said, my symptoms haven't necessarily been really obvious pregnancy symptoms. We just wanted a bit of reassurance to see if everything is going okay with our baby. So that's why we took the plunge and we booked in. We went at nine weeks and this was a normal sonographer who did the scan like you see on TV where they put the thing over your belly <laughs> with the gel and yeah we saw our baby and the heartbeat we heard the heartbeat pretty quickly which of course is something you want to hear and it, it was amazing it was it was very surreal that's for sure it was very special and overall the appointment was very quick it was like three four minutes done everything's good and it was so it felt very surreal when we left we're like did that just happen <laughs> so yeah I would definitely recommend it if you were thinking about it of course it does cost money so if you can afford it if, if it's worth it do it. If you can wait till the 12-week scan, absolutely fine. It's completely up to you. But for us, it just gave us that little boost to get through to the 12-week scan and see that baby. And of course, unfortunately, even seeing the baby and the heartbeat, it doesn't necessarily mean everything's going to be okay. But it gave us that reassurance that, yep, <laughs> there is a baby in there. And, we, you know, we found out it was just one baby. It's not twins and the baby's in the uterus. It's not in a fallopian tube that would cause an ectopic pregnancy and things like that. So there's little health things you do find out that 
really help calm your mind. And it wasn't the most extensive medical scan because that's not what they do. On their website, they were very clear about that, very clear about what it is they do offer and what they don't. And like I said, we were very happy to do it and very pleased that we did. While also at the scan, we did something called an early gender test. And this was another one that we contemplated, had a good think about, but ultimately we really wanted to find out what the gender of our baby is. Because again, the NHS don't tell you the gender until I believe your 21 week scan. So that is a long way off and I'm not sure the percentages but it's not necessarily always completely accurate, this finding the gender on the scan. I'm sure the odds are much more in the favour of it being accurate. But again, the scan is um, a bit different because we did a blood test in this one because it's the only way you can really find out this early what the gender of your baby is. And I think it being our first child, we're just so excitable <laughs> and we want to know everything so if we can find out then why don't we so it was a really exciting prospect of doing it and again you do have to pay it was quite expensive it was more expensive than the scan I think yeah but to know it and it's just something else that you know about what's growing inside of you is a great feeling now what the test specifically is it's a blood test and they basically detect whether you have the Y chromosome. And if you do have the Y chromosome, then that means it is a boy. And if they don't find it, then that means it is a girl. Because I'm a girl, we're women. <laughs> we don't have the Y chromosome. So why would it be in our blood? Well, because then you might be having a boy. So that's how they detect it in that, that blood test. And it's 99.9% .9 accurate. <laughs> so pretty, pretty strong chance uh, that they are correct with what gender you are having. And we got the results about a week later via email through a very cute little reveal video. And I was, I was like, Adam, I've got the email. <laughs> what do we do <laughs> do you want to look at it now do we wait but no of course we looked at it straight away you have to right and my heart was thumping Adam was cool as a cucumber as he always is in these situations but I was just like oh my gosh what's it gonna be and uh yeah it was it was the best feeling finding out I think I screamed a bit I was just like oh my god it was amazing and then we got all of our family and friends who, who knew about us being pregnant to guess before we told them and actually most of them got it wrong which is interesting I got it right just saying um Adam did change his mind in the end so he did get it right but it's um very exciting I'm sorry guys I'm gonna tease you I'm not gonna tell you just yet what the gender is so you can get your guesses in too. Just DM or email me. I'd love to hear what you think. <laughs> and then next up, I had another blood test, which was very straightforward. I just went to the medical centre that they told me to go to and 
just get a blood test done and this was at around 11 weeks and this test instead of being for me was testing the baby and I believe it checks the chromosomes and sees if there are any irregularities that the baby may have and they would tell you whether you are high risk for having these problems or low risk and you get these results at your 12 week scan usually uh, where they compare it with what they see at on the scan as well so they kind of compare with the scan and the blood test and as I said they might tell you you're high risk or low risk and both ways they might say you're high risk and actually in the end your baby is fine i believe this could be wrong but I'll try and remember correctly the nurse told me that out of a hundred women who were told that they are high risk only 10 women experience problems with their baby so those stats are still in your favor if you are high risk which I found amazing and again in the other way if you're low risk there could still be a chance there's problems Unfortunately, you don't know 100%, but still really important that you do these tests to find out. They are optional, these tests, but hey, I want every test coming. <laughs> I want to know it all. So yeah, absolutely. Very simple, straightforward thing to do. And then after that, I had my 12-week scan, which was this week, which has really felt like a milestone getting to this point. I think throughout the first trimester, you're just building up to this 12-week scan. You know, it's it's traditionally the, the time when you're told everything hopefully is looking okay and then you can kind of tell the world your news and hopefully enjoy the rest of your pregnancy a bit more than you've been worrying and being anxious about. So it does feel like a big moment and... For me, I think what was quite a moment was visiting the hospital for the first time. You know, this is the place I'm going to give birth. So it did feel like a big deal. And it was a little bit overwhelming. Like, it's a very big hospital. And the um, ward that we were going to was literally, it's right at the back. From the entrance we go into, it's like a 20-minute walk. I'm probably not exaggerating there, I don't think. But it's, it's quite a walk to the, the um, building that we needed. And once we were in the building, we were a bit lost. We were like, oh gosh, I have no idea where we need to go. There's lots of people around. But once you just ask somebody who works there, they'll tell you. And it was absolutely fine. And the most important thing is that everyone we came across and spoke to was so friendly. So, you know, that, that means a lot to me and, and makes me feel feel happy in, in the choice of hospital that we we have gone for. And in terms of this scan, it was a longer scan compared to the reassurance scan because it's more medical and it's checking every part of the baby. It's looking at the heart, the uterus, the placenta and the organs and the blood flow. And you don't, I mean, I, I didn't quite know everything that was going on. I think I was in a bit of a daze and a bit like, oh my Lord, it's our baby on that screen and um you know the sonographer he's not talk they're not talking the whole time so sometimes they're just like looking at this blob on a screen and I'm like oh gosh what's that is everything okay and then he goes yeah so that's the brain all good and I'm like oh okay <laughs> okay sounds good 
I think I just kept going, great, cool, thanks. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, scans are a li little weird. I found them a bit weird. Obviously amazing because you are looking at this baby that's inside of you that you don't quite believe is there. So it's a very special moment and you just hope everything's okay and fortunately for us so far everything is looking really good and you know it was incredible to see how the baby had grown as well since we last saw them from the nine week scan to the 12 weeks at nine weeks they were literally two centimeters so really really tiny and you couldn't really see much but it was still so so sweet and then this 12 week they're 5.3 centimeters so a massive jump and you're seeing a lot more you're seeing the arms and the legs and the real outline shape of the baby is amazing I'm sure everyone's seen the scan pictures that people post when they kind of reveal that they're pregnant and stuff it's it's very special and lovely to get more pictures of our baby and know that everything is going as it should at the moment and of course to share with family and now we've told even more people that we're having a baby just before we post everywhere <laughs> for the world to know. So yeah, that's been really lovely as well. And I'll quickly talk about my ongoing symptoms now that I've reached 12 weeks. Nothing much has changed. I've probably been about the same for a month, though still feeling very hungry all the time, which is, it doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world, but it is a bit of a chore it's annoying because I don't even fancy food that much, which is frustrating, but I'm hungry, so I have to eat something. So it's not the most fun thing in the world. I'm really hoping it does ease soon, uh, but we'll see. Keep keep you posted. Uh, the main thing is, I think, just listen to your body. If you're hungry, just eat, you know. It's better than suffering. Um, but I think I'm finding I have a little bit more energy to exercise, which is good. Um, NHS recommends 150 minutes a week, which is about half hour a day during the week. So I'm always trying to do a little bit every day. Also physically, I'm changing slightly. I haven't quite got the bump yet, but I'm, I think I'm at the stage where... Uh, oh, she's put on a bit of weight. <laughs> if that's a stage, I'm making it a stage. And I'm fine with it. I'm I'm happy. Like, if my belly's growing in any way, it's very exciting. And we've told a few more of our close friends, which has been... Oh, it's so nice being able to tell people. It's, it's a big deal, and their reactions are just the loveliest things ever. And like I said, we're soon going to be revealing it on the big social media. So... I don't know, I feel a bit nervous about it. I'm excited, um, but a bit nervous because you're kind of like, oh yeah, all those people you've kind of come across over the years, finding out, you know, you're going on this journey, but, uh, you know, I, I'm sure it'll be lovely. And I'm just relieved we've got this far. So there we go. That is all the information there for what's happened over the last month. A lot. And we now have six months to work out what the hell we're doing. In this week's topic section of the pod, I wanted to give you a few of my recommendations that I have so far come across during my three months of pregnancy that I found useful navigating this experience of growing a baby. So first up, I want to talk about the Flow app, which I mentioned in the previous podcast. 
It is a period tracker and calendar for health, ovulation and pregnancy. And I basically can't recommend it enough. It is so good. I think it's very, very highly rated um, in terms of period trackers or, you know, things for women's health. And I started using it about a year ago to track my periods. And because it's not just for pregnancy, that's what's so good about it. It has three modes. It's got your period mode where you just you're tracking your cycle and you want to look at um how regular things are going for you it's got a if you're trying for a baby mode so it will tell you maybe when you're most likely ovulating and then it's got the pregnancy mode which obviously I'm on now and it's tracking your pregnancy showing you what your baby might be looking at, like and what you might be going through at this stage so it's Hard to explain because it has so much useful information in it. It's maybe a little bit overwhelming at first by how much it's got on there, but it's so worth it. And I, I mean, I started out using it when just for tracking menstrual cycle, and I found it so useful. And um, you get little bite-sized chunks of inf- new information every day. It's updated every single day with new bits of information, and the info is in like. Instagram story style viewing so you just click on it and skip through anything you want to look at or skip to the next video or anything and it's just you find out so much that you didn't know before and get really useful information a bit of reassurance they've even got secret chats on there if you wanted to talk anonymously to people so it's really really brilliant and I just enjoy using it and learning something every single day from it like I said it updates every single day so would definitely recommend that if you are a person who tracks wants to track your menstrual cycle or throughout your pregnancy either way really really great Uh, you do have to pay for it I believe it was about 30 quid for the year I think but like I said, that's nothing compared to the content you get on there. It's It's got so much information from medical professionals as well, so you know the information is correct and reliable as well. Uh, the only thing I would maybe comment on is that it is American, uh, so some of the information is slightly different to what we maybe have in the UK, um, especially for pregnancy, so they kind of talk about um, like obstetrician appointments and things, which obviously is a bit different to compared to us in the UK. So that's the only thing, you know, some things you just kind of take on the chin and go, oh, well, that's not really relevant for me. But overall, definitely recommend that one. I'll also recommend some podcasts. I mean, I love a podcast, hence why I've made one myself. Uh, but when I found out I was pregnant I was like right this is my moment I can I can listen to pregnancy podcasts so I did some googling to see what kind of pregnancy podcasts were out there and I didn't find many that maybe I gravitated towards but the one I found was uh, the singer Jessie Ware's Is It Normal podcast and she's started it when she was pregnant with her third child I believe and it goes through the different stages of pregnancy so each podcast is about a certain 
point in time of your pregnancy. So, for example, one podcast episode could be about week 8 to 12 of your pregnancy and then next would be week 13 to 16 or something like that. So you can dip in and out and if you've passed that week, I'll maybe go on to the next episode and listen to that and it gives you kind of up-to-date info of what you might be going through at that stage of your pregnancy, which is, of course, really interesting to hear. And you get lots of brilliant medical advice because she speaks to lots of different medical professionals like obstetricians, sonographers, midwives. And also there's a few voice notes of just everyday people who are going through pregnancy and wondering, is it normal to be going through this or that? And then the medical professional will will answer. So it's really reassuring and you kind of feel like a part of a community, even if you're just listening to it, you just feel like, oh yeah, like me and Adam listen together and I kind of look at him throughout it and I'm nodding like, yeah, 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 I relate to that. So it's it's lovely if if it's your first pregnancy and you're kind of learning about what might be going on and if it's normal or if you are going through what you should be or shouldn't be and things like that. Uh, another podcast I listened to or I've actually listened to on and off over the years, a very popular one called Happy Mum, Happy Baby by Giovanna Fletcher. And again, it's really interesting. She basically speaks to... I think mainly people of public profile and it's about their journeys to becoming family and it's always really interesting what different kind of experiences people go through and it's always really heartfelt and interesting conversation so again I love that one I love just picking and choosing basically throughout the years like oh I haven't listened to that one or that sounds like an interesting person to listen to like so yeah, that one's a lovely one as well. And then the final podcast as well that I've discovered is another Jessie, actually. Um, <laughs> it's Jessie Cave, and her podcast is Whenever It Kicks. And it's a very relaxed, colloquial podcast. She basically chats for half an hour about what she's been experiencing, which, again, is really nice, um, easy to listen to. And she's a very experienced mum. She's just had her fourth child I think uh, in March so she knows her stuff (laughs) and if you go from the beginning of the when she started the podcast you can literally follow her journey through pregnancy so it's very interesting to see what it's like and she's very experienced so she has a lot to say about it as well which is nice to listen to and not always conventional she's not always following the crowd so it's just nice to hear what she experiences and the different things that she likes to do I suppose so those are the podcasts that I love and finally I'll talk a little bit about forums out there so forums are where you can go online and chat to people and share experiences of being pregnant and things like that and for me I've not really found myself gravitating towards those because I don't know it just I don't feel very comfortable with them. I feel a bit weird talking to complete strangers. Some of them can be anonymous, of course, but I don't know. Like, whenever I go on them, I always find the negative posts about, you know, something that's really awful, obviously, that's happened to someone. And it is, you know, it's awful to hear, but maybe something I don't want to be hearing right now. And, you know, lots of people comparing and worrying and, 
it can be a little bit of an anxious space, which I just, I don't really want to <laughs> add to any anxious thoughts. So I've not quite, you know, been fond of those at the moment. And even my midwife, she was like, don't got mum's net, whatever you do, <laughs> which I found funny. And I was like, no, I, I definitely won't do that. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's up to you. You might be the person who wants that, who wants to just talk it out to people. It is hard going through um, the first trimester, not being able to actually talk to people about being pregnant. So I can definitely see the pros of the forums. Absolutely. And I did actually find one which was quite nice, which was on the Tommy's website, which is great anyway for pregnancy, if you want to take a look at that. And they have blogs on there as well. So if you just want to read a blog about a certain topic, then you can dip in and out of that as well. Now I'm at 12 weeks. I think I'm going to feel more confident to do a bit more research and look into books to read and also pregnancy classes to take on. So I'll keep you posted about how I find those. Did you know? This week I thought I would go into depth about what the fetus is like at 12 weeks pregnant and I've referred to my Brilliant Flow app to get my information on another great reason why you should get the Flow app. <laughs> so the fetus is currently the size and weight of a lime, fairly big then, and the fetus can move in response to pressure on your abdomen. Now, I did notice this in my 12-week scan. He was, like, pushing up and down on my belly, and I was like, what the hell is he doing? But actually, it made the baby spin, which was quite fun. So, so yes, the, the fetus is moving around a lot. They're very active at this stage, but it's probably too early for you to be able to feel any movement at the moment. And at this stage, the fetus's fingers and toes have developed. Oh, that's so cute. They've got little fingers and toes. Their reproductive, circulatory and urinary systems are all at an advanced stage of development. They can use their mouth, jaws and tongue to yawn and swallow and maybe even put their fingers in their mouth. That is crazy. I, did, I didn't think a, like a baby would be yawning in the womb. That is incredible. And by 12 weeks, almost every part of the fetus is at an accelerated stage of development, ready to become larger and stronger from now until delivery. Dun, dun, dun. So baby is growing and I'm going to have a bump. Oh boy, are we ready for it? I don't know. Let's see. But uh, wow, I can't believe my body has done all that. That is incredible. <laughs> Well, a bit of a longer one this time, but I hope I haven't thrown too much information at you. I probably have. <laughs> Hopefully next episode will be a bit less content heavy. Next time I will chat about being 16 weeks pregnant and my progress with planning for incoming baby. If you have any ideas or questions for the podcast, please send them through to tryingtogrowahuman at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at tryingtogrowahuman. And please, I would so love it if you could rate, review and of course subscribe on whichever podcast platform you use. It will help others find this podcast. Thanks you lovely lot for listening. I send you love and luck 
on whatever life journey you are going through right now, you can do it. This podcast is dedicated to all those who grew the humans before us. You are amazing.